Food is about people and places and moments in time. This is a Chef Demoni Snapshot with your host, Graham McLennan. Hello again. It seems like we were just chatting. If you joined me earlier this week, you heard all about my great dinner at Oscar Steakhouse in downtown Las Vegas at the Plaza. Today, though, we are going to be staying within the footprint of Resorts World, and that's the resort where my wife B and I stayed on our most recent trip to Las Vegas. My fellow Vegas nerds will know that Resorts World is the first ground-on-up casino resort built on the fabulous Strip in more than a decade. It sits, interestingly, on the site formerly occupied by the absolutely iconic Stardust, and there are some interesting holdovers from that original property. If you listen to that earlier episode on Oscar's Steakhouse, there's a connection to the Stardust right there. The casino portrayed in the movie Casino, in which Oscar Goodman played himself, that is called the Tangiers, but the Tangiers is based on the real-life Stardust. And it was at the Stardust where Oscar's real-life client Frank Rosenthal, who is Sam Rothstein in the movie, played by Robert De Niro, that's where he worked. Anyway, I am making my way slowly to the point of this episode, which is the absolutely fantastic dinner we had at Brezza in Resorts World. And there is a Stardust connection on the patio at Brezza too. From the patio, you can see these beautiful olive trees that were originally at the Stardust. Those trees were preserved between the pretty lengthy period that took place after the implosion of the Stardust in 2007, and then there was the whole financial collapse and the eventual recovery, and then the building and the opening of Resorts World during the pandemic. I think it opened in 2021. In any case, there you go. It turns out that Las Vegas doesn't just blow everything up. It does preserve some parts of its history, and these beautiful olive trees, many decades old, they are one example of that. Now, like other big, fancy strip properties, Resorts World, it's got a lot to impress. It's got really good artwork. It's got great rooms and suites. At least one of them, we had a really nice suite. And, of course, it has some terrific places to eat. On the most recent full episode of the show, that was episode 63, you heard from Chef Nicole Brisson, and she is the powerhouse Las Vegas chef behind lots of great spots in the city. These days, Chef focuses on two restaurants in Resorts World. Well, two and a bit, really. Uh, we'll come to that a little later. Chef Nicole's flagship operation, though, definitely Brezza. And that restaurant, it's, it's a real beauty to behold. It is huge in the best Vegas way possible. It's got that beautiful outdoor patio overlooking the strip with the olive trees. The patio alone can seat 150 people. And that, of course, is beyond what the restaurant seats inside. We entered Brezza about 9 p.m. on a Sunday evening. This was the night of the rock and roll half marathon that for some reason we had signed up for in Las Vegas. Uh, so we ran that, albeit slowly. Uh, the race started and ended in the early to mid-evening, and we had to walk back from the finish line at the Mirage, which is center strip, to our room at Resorts World, which is very much at the north end of the Strip. And that was because the whole of the Strip was jammed with runners and closed to traffic. All to say, we had just enough time to get cleaned up and then head back down into the casino and the restaurant area of Resorts World and make our way over to Brezza. The team greeted us, brought us right into uh, the restaurant, sat us at a fantastic booth or a banquette. I've been wondering about that. 
Are they synonymous, booth and banquette? Is a banquette a type of booth? Anyway, let's go with booth. It seemed to be the theme of the trip, both at Oscars and at Brezza. And throughout the meal, Chef Nicole herself, she brought us some terrific food. And toward the end, she was able to sit down and join us for a drink and a chat. And when she did that, Chef explained that many of her staff have been working with her for years, some of them for many years. And that much was made clear by the staff themselves, I thought. If you spend... A lot of time in restaurants, I I bet you notice this too, where the staff just moves well together. There's a rhythm and a pace, and and even if that pace is hectic, the movement remains really coordinated, and, and it's often beautiful to watch. We met Jay, our server. He was fantastic, a real pro, a definite pro. He was formal, yet friendly, I would say, if that makes sense. Really good servers, I find, manage to walk this line. They do their jobs, they do their jobs impeccably, but somehow they also manage to make you feel like you're in on something, that they're giving you the real goods and that they are communicating with you directly and genuinely. And Jay did that really well, so it was a pleasure to spend time with him. We also met the general manager, Mary Courtney. She stopped by to say hello and again made us feel right at home. Mary Courtney somehow managed to float around this huge restaurant, and every time I looked up from our table and happened to see her, she was at another table checking in on them. So the staff really does make the guests feel welcome at Brezza. Now, the food. Chef brought us some of the classics to start. We had beef tartare, some grilled octopus on gigante beans, and this really amazing fresh mozzarella that was served with bread and tomatoes and a tomato gelée. And the gelée, holy moly... I mentioned this on Instagram. It was so bright, so fresh, so good. Chef explained that when she was cooking in Italy, it was her job for a time to make that gelée every day. And the practice shows in what she has her staff doing now. It was so good, balanced against the richness of that fresh mozzarella. The tartare was inspired by a butcher Chef worked with also in Italy. Tune into episode 63 to hear more about that experience. And this butcher apparently started every day of his life with a big glass of red wine and some raw meat. And so if that is the secret to a long and happy life, I may give it a go. Oh, the octopus. It was grilled, had a bit of a char on the outside, you know, that nice char flavor, but super, well, super flavorful, but also super tender worked really well with the beans. It was all fantastic stuff, and I'm really glad we got to try all of that antipasti. Next, of course, the pasta. We had beef cheek ravioli. That was done in a pretty simple butter sauce, but finished table side with some really, really good balsamic vinegar. So a rich, buttery dish, uh, meaty, earthy, intense, and then the vinegar cutting through the richness. Worked beautifully. We also had capolacci, chef, I hope I'm saying that correctly. That was a new-to-me stuffed pasta that had this wonderful cauliflower puree along with lemon and crispy capers. I think I mentioned last episode how much I love crispy capers, and I really do. Went with this dish terrifically. Uh, Wonderful overall. And the third was a house-extruded pasta. Lumachi, is that right? These are the shell snail-looking guys. And this was done with Chef's delicious, earthy, again, rich, flavorful uh, bolognese. I mean, honestly, you could go to Brezza and have a plate of pasta, and that's all. And you would be doing yourself a serious favor. However, 
Chef Nicole is known for her dry aging program and for sourcing truly great meats. And our dry aged bone in New York strip did indeed hit the spot after the pasta. It had an incredible crust on it, but no rub at all, Chef confirmed. I asked and she said no rub. There is wood in that grill that they are firing the steaks in, and it imparts a great flavor and makes for a serious crust on these steaks. So if you like steak, go see Chef Nicole. Honestly, you will learn things, and you will have an excellent meal. This particular steak came with a side of garlicky cooked greens, kale and spinach. That was delicious. And with these crazy good mashed potatoes that had mascarpone and guanciale in them. And then just for good measure, at the table side... Chef stirred into this mix a barely poached egg, and so that all went into this mini beautiful pot of potatoes at our table. So fun, uh, beautiful, and really delicious. Actually, my goodness, that would make an incredible breakfast now that I think of it. Mashed potatoes with a little poached egg on top, and of course the mascarpone and the guanciale. Anyway, we didn't really have room for dessert, but of course you always have room for dessert, and Chef Nicole commented specifically that they keep their desserts light at Brezza, recognizing that by this point in the evening, their customers are not going to be capable of dealing with anything too, too heavy. So we had a beautiful cinnamon cannoli. And then if you've seen the beautiful letter B looking dish on Instagram, that was Brezza's lemon uh, curd and olive oil tart. So both desserts, the cannoli and the tart were light and fantastic, delicious. After dinner, as I say, we chatted with Chef, and she then showed us the inner workings of Brezza, which are so cool. Ever since I stepped into the kitchen at Bouchon at the Venetian for the first time in, I think, 2014, I've absolutely loved Vegas-sized kitchens, and Brezza is no exception, particularly because it's connected behind the scenes to Barzazu next door. That is the more tapasy restaurant. Uh, and then Barzazu is connected to 8 Cigar Lounge a little further on. And this is uh, where I mentioned earlier in the episode today about Chef doing two and a bit restaurants. So Chef does the food at all three, Brezza, Barzazu, and 8 Cigar Lounge. So even though the Cigar Lounge is operated independently, Chef Nicole and her team do the food for it. Quite the operation. Both Bar Zazu and the Scar Lounge are also gorgeous in very different ways. Zazu has these really cool digital paintings. They're hard to describe, but check them out. Things move in the paintings when you're not necessarily expecting them to. And the Cigar Lounge itself is indeed very loungy, very cool looking. If I ever do manage to learn to like cigars, I'm going to go back. All right, that must be all for today. I did just want to do a quick snapshot of this meal and to say thanks to everybody at Brezza, Chef Nicole, Mary Courtney, Jay, the whole team, front of house, back of house. We were very, very well looked after, and we absolutely appreciate it. Thank you, as always, for being here with me for Chef Timoni. Keep ears open for the next full episode. That will be featuring Chef Gary Lamort of Honest Hospitality. Really fun discussion. That is coming up soon. If you would like to get in touch or just follow along with what Chef Timoni is up to day to day, social media is a great place to do that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. That's all at Chef Timoni. And on LinkedIn, just look for me under Graham McLennan or send me an email to graham at chefdemoni.com. Okay, all for today. I'll see you again soon for the full episode with Chef Gary. Thanks for being here. I'm Graham McLennan, and I'll see you next time right here on Chef Demoni.